Hey everyone, and today is November 6th, definitely November 6th, 2018, voting day. Did you vote? I didn't. <laughs> and I just lost 100 listeners, just kidding. So today, um, first of all, I make the list of, what is it called, um, topics that I'm going to do I made the list of um probably two weeks ago. So sometimes when I go back to the list and I do these, I'm like, huh, what was I going to talk about here? So today's topic as listed is ayahuasca goes for the jugular. And of course this is playing off of, um, you know, uh, a saying that people say like, oh, they go for the jugular and... Basically, it's where it really counts or where it's really going to hurt. And um, this is done very, very strategically. Um, And, you know, and this is just my experience, as I've always kind of shared on here. uh, But like I've said before, and a lot of other people who believe in this, um, is that plants are intelligent and so what that means, right, is that they they know what they're doing. And so ayahuasca knows what she's doing with you. And if you're brave enough to put your life into her hands, um, you know, you're, you're going to be handed some pretty profound healing. And so when it comes to, you know, hitting the jugular, basically what I mean is anything that um, is laying dormant in your body. So meaning whether you're conscious of it or unconscious or it's in your subconscious. And usually when things are laying dormant, we're not really aware of them. You know, so in my experience with the medicine, you know, uh, you know, just as, you know, I'm pretty intuitive when I do these podcasts. So I can still remember a time that I had a ceremony And I remember not wanting to close my eyes for pretty much the entire time, um, which during ceremony, the entire time could be like 40 minutes and it feels like an eternity. And I just remember this really specifically that I didn't, I wasn't wanting to close my eyes. um, And I, and as I went deeper and deeper into the ceremony and the medicine, I remember the medicine was really strong that night, um, like 15 minutes after I had taken my first serving of medicine, I mean, the mood, you know, the room started shifting and, um, that's never happened before. Usually it takes, you know, a couple doses before that happens, but nope, this happened. I mean, this shit was strong and, um, or was, you know, in, in, in my body that night it was. And, um, I remember once I actually closed my eyes, I got this message that I realized that I don't trust myself. And this is was a very dormant issue for me. You know, I had done, I had already done, um, I mean, this was not too long ago, this one. And I had already done a ton of work on myself. And for that to come up, you know, I just lost it. I just started crying and, um, 
you know, and this is a big thing. I think a lot of us, this is a big, uh, especially for us who have survived trauma, we've learned to like our intuition has really been tainted with in a lot of different ways. Um, whether it's been through gaslighting or when we express ourselves, um, you know, just by being ourselves, somebody has to put it down or make a comment or make a judgment on it. So, you know, whatever we said or felt was right, was wrong, you know, whatever. And when you're a child, you don't have the consciousness to be like, this guy's an asshole. And, um, yeah, like I don't need to be around him. Right. You know, especially if it's occurring in your family of origin, you just, you, you are, there's no escape. There's no escape. And, um, anyway, so this really, this was the jugular for me. I mean, to really come to terms with the fact that still inside of me, I ultimately didn't trust myself. Um, and I, and I grieved, I grieved all the years that I didn't trust myself. This was linked to, um, not trusting myself when I wanted to walk away from a relationship, not trusting myself, um, like, you know, I had a lot of years with an eating disorder, so not trusting myself with food, not trusting my decisions, not trusting um, the life I was leading, you know, coming face to face with with all your stuff, it's, you know, um, for individuals who find this as life's work, you know, basically discovering more and more part of yourself. Um, this is the real deal when it comes to, you know, being handed tokens of information that really you wouldn't be able to get um, through meditation, through uh, through conversation. And, you know, I've had a lot of discussions with people who don't see any purpose or role of ayahuasca and you know I respect them and I and I also have to say like don't knock it till you tried it you know um there there's actually a lot of things that you can't obtain through meditation that you can never replicate outside of ceremony you can only replicate it after it's been shown to you in ceremony um and this is because uh, ayahuasca doesn't, it's not just like a, doesn't give you messages like cognitions in like your everyday world. You know, it's not like, it's not playing off the consciousness that you're using right now to listen to this podcast. It doesn't work like that. It, it works on a whole different level in, in your in your body. Um, it's, it just, it's not, it's, and so then therefore you experience things completely differently in ceremony. So, so that was a jugular moment for me. Um, and so, you know, what would be a jugular moment for you? Like, you know, what, what would it be like coming to face to face to terms with realizing like, holy shit, I don't really trust myself and, you know, um, and not it being a critical comment, but more so a revelation of your entire life 
and coming to terms with this and grieving it and letting it go. I mean, that's what the medicine does. Because remember, when you carry a belief dormantly, it's not just cognitive. It's an entire physical and emotional um, experience, right? I don't trust myself. That affects your entire perception. My cat is freaking out. Are you okay, Fluffy? You're good. Is Do you see something? She's freaking out. All right. So, um, you know, it's, 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 yeah. So, you know, it's different. Um, other jugular moments. I'll just, I'll just name another one. Um, and this is only a handful of probably hundreds I've, I've had of them, but you know, in the first thing that came up in, my very first ceremony, I mean, I had a really, you know, I, I, at that point in my life, I had questioned my sexuality and my gender several times, several times. And I remember freaking out in the beginning of my ceremony because I was really having a really hard time with this strong belief coming up inside, like, how come I felt like a male most of my life? I've never felt female. Um, and so there's been times in my life where I thought, you know, um, I identified as gay. And so, you know, all of this came up and I was like, this was my first ceremony. It was, this was a lot. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at the person who's sitting with me and I'm like, what's going on? You know, and I'm freaking out. And she's like, just chill out, you know, the soul has no gender, perhaps you were a male in the lifetime before, and that started to make a little more sense. Um, but, you know, to go 27 years of your life and to think strongly and say it to somebody the first time in your life that I don't feel like I'm a female, I mean, that's, that's a big deal for somebody who's never confronted that, right? Nowadays... Uh, I've accepted the fact that some days I feel more male than female and vice versa. And thank God I found out about the gender fluid experience because I'm like, oh, well, that's just what I'm experiencing, you know? And, um, so anyway, um, so these things that are laying dormant inside of us, the things that we haven't confronted, um, you know, maybe sexuality and trusting yourself aren't big deals to you. They were big deals to me and, um, I think whatever it is that's laying dormant inside of you, like ayahuasca will come and go inside of you and it will find it and it will reveal it. Um, uh, maybe not in the first ceremony, but something will be revealed to you. And we don't always particularly like it, right? Because, um, especially if you're newer to ceremony, there's a lot of breaking down of the ego that happens with the medicine and in basically what that means, because I feel like this is said so much that it's like, it's it, that at this point, it's like saturated, you know, it's like, what the fuck does that mean? Breaking down my ego. And you just begin to, it's what it really is, is that you learn that we've been taught a certain set of rules and associations you know, and so basically understanding that 
that we've been taught that. And if you've been taught something and you learned it, that means you can be taught something else and learn something else if you choose to, right? So um, that's, that's one of the things of the ego. And then, you know, I mean, ego death is where you just have no awareness of self. And basically it's a free consciousness experience where you completely leave your body and you go into this like other dimension and um it's out of this world it's it's not here you know um which i feel like i you know this is a sidebar come back to the topic um and so yeah back to uh the jugular moments, like I said, might not be the topics that I mentioned, but I guess I'll leave you with this, which is what what would be a jugular issue for you? Are you aware of it? Are you not? Are you curious as to what is laying inside of you that's been unaddressed? And the things, remember, that are left unaddressed, we only continue to carry them in our body. So for me, a lot of it was secrecy. I had little boxes inside of me where I would just shove past memories in. And, um, you know, honestly, not intentionally, but this is just the way I learned. Because, you know, no one cares about your feelings. You're weird if you talk about anything. You make people uncomfortable. You're a little too intense. Um, Or you're also met with a flat affect when you share really intense emotional experiences. (laughs) So, I mean, this is what I learned in my family of origin. So, you know, you just learn to like sweep things under the rug, tuck things away, because that's what seems to make the most sense. But as you get older or you become more aware, whichever, you know, whichever one happens first, you realize that um, the boxes are just fucking overflowing everywhere and you got to do something about it, you know? And you can either, I chose addiction for years to just like kind of numb that experience away Um, or you can do something about it. So yeah, what's your, what would be your jugular experience? What would just throw you off a, you know, your pedestal of what you think you know about yourself and how would it help you grow? You know, these are, these are the reasons why people go do the medicine. People want to grow. People want to discover deeper parts of themselves. To me, there's nothing more, I mean, there's really no other reason why we're here. Sure, I pay rent, I have bills, I help people. This is great. This is all good. But to me, this is, this is life's work right here, you know. And I don't get to do, you know, I only get to do as much as I can of it right now. So um, call in, as always. I wish more people would call in, but, you know, you can't force anybody. <laughs> and... I hope you guys have a great night and I'll be talking to you soon.